Speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. Take your truth and plant it deep in us. Shape and fashion us in your likeness that the light of Christ might be seen today in our acts of love and our deeds of faith. Speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. Amen. Well, when I was in secondary school, Wednesday was a special day because on Wednesday, that was the day that my friend's mum, Naomi's mum, would go food shopping. And so after school, we would rush home to Naomi's house and see what delights her mother had brought for us. Her mum was a very generous woman and would have always bought us some treats to have. Sometimes it was donuts, or perhaps sometimes it was crisps, uh, or sometimes it was my absolute favourite, a fresh loaf of tiger bread and some butter. And I'm not sure that there's anything finer in life than that. I love bread. There are so many different kinds, aren't there? Baguette, rosemary focaccia, soda bread, sourdough, cob loaf, bog standard white sliced bread. I could go on but I won't, Uh, but a fresh loaf of tiger bread and butter, that is peak treat for me. And we've been talking about bread a lot over the last few weeks, haven't we? We're in our uh, third week in John chapter 6, and we've got another week to go next week when Gordon will be preaching for us, so I hope that you haven't had enough of bread The lectionary invites us in these weeks to really live with the bread discourse, as it's quite helpfully known, to look at it from different perspectives, to pray about what Jesus was teaching, and to really consider what it means for our lives. And so our reading that we heard today from the gospel began with this verse, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. When we stop for a moment and think about it, it's not really that surprising that there were some negative reactions to these words of Jesus. They require some understanding, some context, so that we can understand what they mean. We, of course, today are blessed with the knowledge of what was to come, of the knowledge that Jesus does indeed give his life for the life of the world. The people at that time, though, of course, didn't know that. They didn't know what was to come. They simply heard Jesus saying these strange things. I am living bread that came down from heaven. The bread that I will give you for the world is my flesh. You must eat my flesh. It's not a particularly comforting or encouraging image, is it? And throughout chapter 6, if you were to go back to the beginning and read it through, you would see how Jesus' language has shifted as he's teaching the people. He begins earlier in the chapter talking about God is the bread of heaven that comes down. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Here is bread which comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. And it starts with that sort of language, and then it shifts to, 
the spread is my flesh. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in them. And the word that Jesus is using here for eat is different to the word that he was using earlier. Earlier it was a more generic eat uh, is a good translation for that. But here, uh, in these verses, we might have a better translation if we used chew, or gnaw, or nibble, <coughs> chomp, munch, literally masticate on my flesh. There is a physicality about it, and it's a physicality that those who were present wouldn't have missed. We miss it a little in our translation, but they would have heard it loud and clear. And one commentator suggested that a good sermon title for this week might be Chew on This for a While. Jesus is deliberately making a point here. We need to chew on actual bread to survive, to nourish our bodies, to give us energy, the things that we need to function properly. And we need to chew on living bread to thrive, to be nourished spiritually, to satisfy that inner hunger that Lansford was talking to us about a couple of weeks ago. There is work involved. We have to make an effort to consume this living bread. Our lectionary gives us a helpful starting point for that, I think. We have been working our way through, the chapter, through chapter 6 of John slowly, taking a few verses over the past few weeks. We've been taking our time to savour each encounter that's recorded in these verses, considering the fragrance, the texture, slowly consuming these words, and hopefully making them a part of who we are, being nourished by them. And of course, this language has echoes of John 1.14, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This is deliberate. John is wanting us to remember those words from the opening of his gospel that tell us who Jesus is. Remember, he's saying, think back. This is what I wrote. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In him was life, and that life was light to all humankind. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. We are meant to make these connections. Jesus is the word that came from God and is God. Jesus is living bread, bread that nourishes our souls. Jesus comes that we might have life. And life is another key theme in John's gospel. Apparently, life occurs occurs 36 times in John's Gospel. I haven't checked that. You might want to go and read it and find out if that's right, but that's what the commentary said. And 16 times in Matthew, Mark, and Luke combined. 36 times in John's Gospel, 16 times in Matthew, Mark, and Luke together. It appears 17 times just in the bread discourse in chapter 6 of John. So it's fair to say that John wants us to understand the invitation that we have is to abundant life with Jesus. It's about living. It's about being consumed with the life that Jesus has for us. In eating this living bread that is Jesus, we are invited to partake in the life that comes only from him. 
Well, what does that life look like? Well, Jesus tells us that when we eat his flesh and drink his blood, then we abide in him and he in us. And the version of the reading that we had today used the word remain rather than abide. But abide is actually a closer translation to the original, and I much prefer it. Remain feels to me quite passive. It implies just rest or staying put. I remained. But abiding speaks of being with. It speaks of mutual relationship, where one is actively choosing to be with the other and vice versa. To abide with Jesus is to participate in the life that he gives to us. It is a calling into relationship, a calling into life itself. And the language of abiding here, of course, is a pointer further on into the Gospel of John 15, when Jesus teaches using that metaphor of the vine and the branches, teaching us about what it means to be in this mutual relationship with him. Abide in me, it says, as I abide in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So if we just turn here for a moment to our reading from 1 Kings, we hear in that reading how Solomon was asked by God what he wanted to be given. Now Solomon had just been made king after the death of David. And the reading that we have from 1 Kings is somewhat of an idealistic picture of what happened in those events. I don't think Solomon could in all honesty really be described as a boy. And he certainly wasn't the most obvious candidate to be the next king. But nevertheless, Solomon is king. And as such, he has been making sacrifices to God in the holy places. He's been going up and, and praying to God and asking for his help. And then he has this dream, and God asks him, what should I give you? Now, Solomon could have asked for many things. Riches, peace, a long life, death to his enemies, a golden chariot, perhaps, maybe even bread and butter. But that is not what he asks for. No, he considers his situation, the position that he finds himself in, and asks for wisdom. I can almost hear his thoughts. Uh-oh, I'm king. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to rule these amazing people that are before me. I don't know how to serve them. Lord, please give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern this, your great people? Solomon asked for God to equip him to fulfill the role that he had been called to, to enable him to serve God's people. And he received so much more than that. God always gives us more than we can imagine according to his power at work in us. We are all called by God, not all to be kings, thankfully, but we are all called, and we are called to serve God and to serve each other. In abiding with God, through being in a mutual relationship, we are enabled to serve God and serve each other. If God were to ask you today, what shall I give you? What would you ask for?
often our prayer requests are to meet our own physical needs or those of our families. And there is nothing wrong with that. God wants us to bring our whole selves before him. But today, in this moment, consider asking God to give you wisdom, to give you the gifts that you need to serve. Consider asking God to feed you with living bread, living bread that will nourish your soul. Jesus reminds us that the manna that the Israelites ate in the desert fed their physical bodies, but didn't enable them to enter into life eternal. The living bread that we are offered by Jesus is an invitation to eternal life, an invitation to participate in the kingdom here and now. No matter how delicious bread is, even tiger bread with butter, the bread that Jesus is offering can satisfy us more fully and more completely. Jesus is offering you, today, this living bread. As we share in communion together this morning, share in receiving the symbols of bread and wine, I invite you to remember all that Jesus has done for you. I invite you to ask Jesus to help you to serve others. Most of all, Jesus invites you to eat the living bread, which will give you life. Will you take and will you eat? Amen. Amen. We're going to sing again. When I was lost, you came and rescued me, reached down into the pit and lifted me. O oh Lord, such love. We stand as we're able to sing.
prayers for ourselves and others. When I say, Lord, hear us, please respond in the bold letters, Lord, graciously hear us. <laughs> 